Welcome to Rosé Interview, a podcast where we become slop kebabs and talk about our favorite TV shows. We also, while inebriated, will talk about the representation it brings to TV, or lack thereof. So pour a drink, light a nice candle, set the mood, and let's get real sloppy and talk about TV. After this quick word from our sponsor. Welcome to uh, this week's episode of Rosé and Review. I am joined by one of my number one guest star co-hosts. One of your number <laughs> ones? I should be the only number one. Bitch, I got smart friends, okay? So this is another... <laughs> Let's not even get into it. This is Alex Castro joining us today. Yes, hi. Thanks hi. for having introduce me. Introduce yourself. Tell us about you, blah, blah, blah. Well, introduce myself. Uh, my name is Alexandra Castro. Mm-hmm. I am a native San Antonian living in New York City for almost 10 years. Oh my um, God, you're almost a full New Yorker. I am. I haven't gotten robbed yet, so I have to wait till Whoa. then. And I will be a full New Yorker. Okay, I mean, we're starting heavy, so I appreciate that you just like start us on that note. I did. Um, <laughs> I did go there, and I will go there again. We're going to be there all night, so. <laughs> um, here all night. So, what about me? Yeah, so. I am a actor, model, dancer, producer, and by day I work in a hotel. Look at you. <laughs> I'm a director, well, that's fun. director of sales, apparently. She's a badass bitch and she knows it. La so. oh, I love that. <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk dirty to me. So, what are we going to talk about on this episode? Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking about a whole lot today. Yeah, um, most... but these episodes will be separate, so today is just this episode. <laughs> We're talking about the show I May Destroy You. Yes. From Michaela Cole. Yes. On HBO and BBC. I think it was on BBC first. And then I think they actually have an agreement. Because there's a lot of BBC shows that end up on HBO. For those that haven't watched, it is not a show for the faint of heart. (laughs) I I binged it. So definitely don't recommend that. That... I don't recommend that either. I was like, people were like, it's a hard show to watch. And I was like, okay, bet. Challenge accepted. Two days, all the episodes up to the season finale. And uh, yeah, I wasn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say if I had enough drugs in the house, I would have had a rough weekend. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a very intense show. I think it's I think it's an amazing show. It talks about a lot of relevant issues, sexual harassment, rape, like... You know, it talks about a lot of things. So we are we are going to try to keep it as top level about the show as possible. We are not experts on sexual assault or anything like that. So, we, you know, we are not going to be commenting on those things, you know, in that nature. But, you know, it's still something that should be talked about. This show obviously was made for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it is, we're having a conversation about it. I mean, it happened. We're talking. You know, it's, it's, it's a great show. It, it shines a light on a lot of different things that I was like, oh, okay, I didn't think that was a problem, and yeah. holy fuck, that's a fucking problem. So what, you know, first question is, why did you watch the show? What kind of led you to watch the show? I think what led me to watch it is, I had heard of Michaela Cole, and I remember seeing her do a sketch. I don't remember where I saw the sketch. And I thought she was so funny, and I remember there was a lot of buzz around chewing gum. Yes, what a great show! And I oh, never watched it. So good. I never Please watched it. Watch so it. Uh, when I heard she was doing this show, I was like, "This was the perfect opportunity for me to get to know her." And holy shit, what yeah. an opportunity it was! And so I watched it just because I was familiar with her work, and I saw that the critics were really into her. So I was like, "Let me get on this train too." Very and, Alex answer. It's and... so Alex. <laughs> 
I love it. Uh, this is why I have you on here. That is like the most Alex answer ever. That's perfect. I watched it because I was just like, this shit looks real good. <laughs> and it was depressing. So. It really was. I mean, I love Euphoria and it's like similar veins. Not as heavy, but like pretty heavy. Um, and I also, if I may add, I yeah. think that a lot of content produced in the UK has been very good. But what we haven't seen come out of the UK is a good show about black people. Yes. And about their experience and their struggle. And I'm, I'm a Chicanex Latina, so I can't really speak to what it's like to be a black person. But wow, I was so... I was just, this is, this, I was like, this show is so unlike any other British show I've ever seen. Yep. And I've seen a lot of British shows. So I was, I was really excited for getting this opportunity to see it from a different lens, from a lens that's not as celebrated or not as put out there. So yeah, it was, it was one of the reasons I wanted to watch to see that from the perspective of a black person in the UK and who was also a parent of immigrants and you know, the the whole, there is a race race issue worldwide. And so oh, yeah. to see it from the UK lens was very interesting. Absolutely. No, and I, I, I love that point because that's so true, right? Whenever we watch like British TV shows, they're very white TV shows, right? There's no color really to them. Or if it is, it's like that stereotypical like Indian character or something like yes. it's like that like you're like, oh, okay, I'm crazy. I know that person. Like this was, these are just people who live in the UK, yep. live in their life. Like... I love that. I think that's a great point. And there's this, actually, there's this girl I follow on TikTok, and I wish that I could think of her name off the top of my head, but she is black and lives in the UK, and she is so popular right now. She's so funny. And it's just, I think it's refreshing to see that kind of perspective yeah. more often. Absolutely. And I completely agree. So that that's a really, really good point. And they bring some, like, because they're, they're also, like, three, I mean, are they all from the same country? Well, like, Im- like immigrant, heritage-wise. I don't think so. I think it might be the same region. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Because I, I, I wanted to say, like, I thought we saw different aspects of, like, black culture from the UK, but I could be wrong. So I'm, I'm not going to talk on that. But I thought, it was, I agree. It, like, her parents are immigrants. Like, that was super interesting. And, and like, so was her cir- her close circle of friends. <laughs> they were all also uh, ch- children of immigrants. Yeah, 100%. Um, so what were the major things that kind of stuck out to you in this season? Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> again, going back to, like, who I am as a person, I'm an actor, <laughs> writer, dancer, all that. Yeah. Um, Triple threat, quadruple threat, she's a threat. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, God. That's my bad. I'm sorry. He's, he, it's not the Rona. <laughs> nope. Nope. Tasta negative. What? Very COVID-friendly for those who see this video. Of <laughs> you choking on your drink. Right. What stuck out to me? Oh, the... Okay. HBO is hiring some really good cinematographers, director okay. of photographers. So mm. the way it was shot was just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. The pictures were beautiful and that stuck out to me. It made me want to keep watching this beautifully tragic show. Yeah. Like, it was so sad the way it was written and it was also written very fucking well and oh every episode was written by Michaela. Yeah. So that stood out to me as well to see a black woman leading this series yeah. that was so powerful she acted in it yeah i don't know about the producer credits but i feel like there might be at least consulting producer on there and yeah. for her to have written it and also created it like yeah. that is insane so all that stood out to me all her power and all her work and all her love <laughs> it definitely stood out i think also just the <laughs> seeing consent and all that on screen it stood out to me because you know we we talk a lot about the subject of you know sexual assault but consent you know is something that we kind of brush off Mm -hmm. we never we never bring up consent when it comes to sexual assault and like that topic so i think 
hearing that and talking about that, exploring that, unpacking it and understanding and unlearning, like yes. all that was just yes. like yes amazing oh, and i was like no other show has talked about this yes. like this exactly and another one that stood out to me and it is i apologize if people think it's gross but honestly fuck you if you think it's gross because it's natural for people who have periods they talked about yes. you know, menstruating and all of that i was like whoa we went there yes and holy shit there are a lot of people in the world that menstruate so that was fucking real. yes and i appreciate that like that's like one of those things where it's like to just Take that point and to segue off a little bit, Big Mouth, their most recent season, did a whole episode on menstruation. And it was like a moment because yeah. I was like, yes, like, I'm tired of men being like, grounds, ew, a vagina, bleeding. Bitch, you don't have to see it every month. Like, <laughs> so learn about it. Learn about the health behind it. And I appreciate that this show, this show did something like that, too. I think that was just powerful there's something there's something powerful in it and and i agree about the consent thing like for me the thing that stuck out the most was like the and i don't know if this is the white whoop (laughs) this is the right (laughs) i mean you're white (laughs) this is the whiteness in me i don't know if it's the the right way to phrase this but the like the not the levels of consent but the like the like gradients right maybe gradients a better word from like like absolutely no consent to like oh this does fall it's like i guess it's like it opened it up that consent is like a spectrum and to me that never i'd never kind of thought about it that way right and it made me reevaluate a lot of my sexual experiences both like in the like i don't think i consented to that oh yeah absolutely i sat there and reflected a lot this show that's why i i kudos to you for binging yeah oh god because i watched it week i watched it in real time so i had to wait a week every time Mm -hmm. it came out and it made me reflect so hard on previous experiences I've had with people that I thought I, I was in a relationship with. And looking back, I'm like, maybe that behavior was not the right thing. Right. <laughs> and maybe I I thought I was being clear and that person should have understood. And I have somebody on the on the TV now that's being that's showing the same situation. Like, wow. Yes. So it, it definitely like you made me rethink a lot of experiences I've had. And I'm so glad I came up on this fucking show. Right. No, and then there were times where I was thinking, I was like, well, there was that guy I flirted with at the bar, and like, yeah, I blacked out and came to, and we were having sex, but like, I'm sure I said yes somewhere, but like, I don't remember. And like, yep. That's in the spectrum, right? Yeah. Like, so that's what I think the show really like did for me was like, there is a spectrum here. And that's like, in, in, in another show that, that I don't know why I'm mentioning all the other show, but like in Upload, which is the show on Amazon, oh. it's in the future. And part of having sex is people have these, every condom comes with a consent cam. So you say, I am consenting to this experience. And I was like, it like was corny because I'd watched it before I May Destroy You. And then I watched I May Destroy You and I was like, maybe there's something about that consent (laughs) cam that I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. Maybe that's a good thing, you know? It was, it was so interesting in the show. And because there's like, you know, there's the publisher who they're having sex and she, she consented to the sex. But what she didn't consent to was him not wearing a condom. Right. And so that I was like, oh my God. And I'm sure to, let me not, let me not um, generalize, but in my experience in this world, I know of a lot of straight cis men who have pulled that trick and are complicit in that. And holy fuck. don't see it as a wrong thing that they did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because as a person who generally sleeps with straight cis men, yeah. 
that's that's definitely been in my experience, and they definitely think they're still in the right. And they're like, oops, sorry, I forgot. We took a whole minute so you could wrap your dick. So, how, like, do you have, like, whatever that disease is where that, like, Drew Barrymore one, where the next day you forget? Like, I don't know where we are right now. Right? <laughs> Oh, the Drew Barrymore disease. It's terrible. terrible. And then the other one for me was the the Kwame one where he dates the girl and doesn't tell her yeah. that he's... See, and this, so I had a hard time with this one, personally. Like, I was like... Like, he... Because he's like... He didn't tell her that he was gay. And, like, I don't know if he even identifies as gay. I was so about like, to say, what if he's queer? Exactly. Yeah. Like, putting a label on it is... Is in itself... Like, the fact that she's trying to label it is a little bit problematic. But I don't want to also, like, be like, you know... He's in the right. He's not. He should have been more open about maybe his sexual experiences. But I don't know. I had a hard time with that well, one. I don't, uh, if I may, yeah. I don't know if it's that he should have been more open about sexual experiences as he should have been more open to what his motive was in okay. saying, I, yes. I typically sleep with folks that identify as male. However, today I think I want to have sex with you. Are you okay with that? Okay. Like, I think that's appropriate, I don't right? Know. I agree. I agree. I guess that where I was dwelling on was the fact that once she found out he was gay, mm-hmm. th- then she lost it like that. But I see. slipped out. I was like, bitch. After also she's trying to say the N word. I was like, I, that whole scene. I was like, oh. Uh, I was looking around my empty ass living room for someone to help me and no one was there to save me. <laughs> so I agree. I was dwelling on the like homophobia part of it, but I think the way that you phrased it is it is, is more clear and that makes more sense to me. So I yes, okay, so Yo, that makes sense. When she said that, I was like I was like, is someone gonna slap her? I just like, was like, I couldn't I would and because I was thinking the only thing that would apply to me is like someone who said faggot to me, like without or did she say faggot? And that's what happened. I think she did say yeah, I think or, it's, it, yeah, right? I believe, yeah. Something happened where she was like, or she the was, abbreviation of that word. Exactly. She's like, it's not a big deal. Like, well, I just had sex with you. I'm not a racist. Bitch, <laughs> what <laughs> kind of logic? <laughs> what in the Trump logic is that bullshit? <laughs> like, in the MAGA? <laughs> in the MAGA? The fuck? Oh my God, that whole scene was so stressful. That was so stressful. And then the scene where he got taken advantage of was terrible. And, and let me just, I mean, that happens a lot more in gay culture, I think, than we want to acknowledge. And I think the gays, oh. we got a lot of problems going on. And so we always try to keep our shit under the rug because we're like, people don't really like us. So like, let's not, <laughs> let's like not open the door to like, a lot of us get raped. You know, like that's not a fun thing to talk about. <laughs> Shut up, Tequila. <laughs> tequila, stop talking. But I think that scene was super powerful too. And was something that isn't talked about, especially amongst the queer community. I mean, I don't think we talk about how terrible sex is in the queer community sometimes and how, like, non-consensual it is. I mean, my first time I ever went to a gay bar, some old man took his hand and put it right down my pants, up my butthole, and I was like, excuse me? Yeah. A, buy me a drink. But see, like, this is the thing. It's me making a joke about it. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah, it doesn't make it any better. I think we make jokes about it instead of being like, that's wrong it's terrible <laughs> but i make a joke about it because that's all i do with my life <laughs> or something cool. bad happened to you laugh <laughs> terrible. but you know if, sorry you're such a mess 100 miles the the thing that also <clears throat> stuck out to me was how folks that are law enforcement and all this deal with something such as a sexual assault yes and how they're treated and the dis like the differences you know her male friend went yeah. to go report this that happened to him, and they were just like, 
Sorry about it. And then with with Michaela's character, what's her name? Arabella. Yeah, Arabella. See, I always know actor names. Girl. I am the worst. I, I no, never... I love it because I'm here for the character names. I'm gonna be sitting here writing that character name now fifty times. I like the actor. I don't... <laughs> she filled out my questionnaire. And I'm like, who the fuck are the people that she's busting in this questionnaire? <laughs> it's the actor. Uh, I got it. I appreciate that. That's great. Continue. With her, I feel like they were almost making her uncomfortable. Yes. You know, and and almost shaming. It's a like, sh- how did you get in this situation? Correct. Why yeah. did you put yourself in? Yes. And that is a common question. And I... Oh, my ugh, God. That's going to be a big question we talk about in our next episode. Yes, because I have a lot episode. to talk about oh, in that episode. Oh, oh um, I have a work example oh, of a shit. meeting one time where Ooh. we talked about... Okay, next episode. Next episode. Everybody, listen to the next episode. Yeah, so I gotta make sure this one comes out first. (laughs) Remind me. (laughs) Tequila, remind Mitchell. Come to my calendar tomorrow. Okay, great. Is, you know, how... I don't want to get too political, but... But get it. I don't give a fuck. Don't listen if you don't like it. (laughs) Police should not be dealing with this. Trained professionals should be dealing with our trauma. 100%. Police add to it, and they add fucking insult to injury. So it should not be handled by the police. It should not be handled by detectives. It should be handled by fucking professionals. Healthcare professionals. Who can understand the timeline. Like, there's all these, like, rape kit samples that go untested and untreated. Exactly. Because they're like, well, I don't know anything. And it's like, cool, I am not, like, downgrading that you graduated high school and that's all you had to do to get your job. But someone who is a medical professional and who is an expert in this topic. In trauma. And and processing someone else's experience. And then giving advice or giving consultations. So... That was amazing that they showed how fucking law enforcement really treats that. Yeah. Because that's fucking true. There are so many unsolved rape assault cases. Yeah. I'm sure where DNA has been thrown out, yep. where they've made the the person that it happened to feel like it was their fault yep. and feel like they put themselves in a situation and victim blame and all that shit. Yeah. So I'm glad she fucking wrote that into her script because it was genius. It was brilliant. I also thought it was very interesting that like she had two female cops and Kwame had a male cop. Mm-hmm. And like it was like, okay, this is interesting and this is a little bit different. I think she did that on purpose. I hundred percent. And there's also like that whole like last episode, which we'll get to in a second because I have a whole comment about that last episode. Thoughts on the season as a whole. I feel like we talked about that. What was your favorite part about this season? Oh my god, we have to talk about the Italian boyfriend. Oh, so go ahead. <laughs> oh my god, because that part was crazy. But go ahead. What was your favorite part about this season? My favorite part. Or what was, I guess, like, because this is not a show you're going to like, I love this part. Exactly. What part to you felt the most powerful? The end. Yeah, bitch. The end fucked me up. Yeah, bitch. The end fucked me up. Yeah. Because she completely just, the way that episode was written was a fucking genius episode. It was written with three different choose your own adventure sort of ordeal. Yes, ma'am. And each of those three were just fucking powerful. The first one, I'm, I don't want to, I don't know, are we doing really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're listening to this, if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you haven't watched the show, we're spoiling it. Yeah, we're spoiling because we're talking about the last episode. Also, we spoiled so much already. So, like, <laughs> so <sorry>. get over <laughs> it. Not sorry. Yep, not at all. You know, the option of him being mm. killed yeah. is insane. And then going And to, hiding him under the bed. Hiding which him was under such her bed such a she beat him up oh my god i couldn't did it but i love the bed thing because that's where she hid her trauma right Uh like was everything went under the bed so when she put him under the bed i was sitting here i was like the bed (laughs) i was was on my bed like screaming (laughs) (laughs) i was going in 
insane. Yeah. And then, you know, the second option of fucking turning him in, but empathizing with him, yeah. seeing him, seeing her rapist eye to oh. eye and empathizing with him and then turning him in, like that was a whole fucking roller coaster ride for yes, my emotions. Ma'am. And then the third one, fucking sleeping with him. Like, I was shook it. I'm still shook it. So, the third one was my favorite because in rewatching this, so in the third one, you remember how in the first episode she had the pink hair with the red jacket? Yes. So, in the third scenario, she sees that Arabella, but we don't ever, like, see the face, but we see, like, all the distinguishing features, and then all of a sudden the entire bar is gone. Yes, it's empty. And then the power dynamic flips. She comes on to him, the, the guy is dancing for Terry. Yes. And... She pegs the rapist. I was like, that whole part, I was like, so she's taking, this is literally, she's she's not even being subtle. She's like, I'm taking the power back and the power is mine now. And I was like. Yes. Ah, oh, that episode should have gotten an Emmy. I don't know why this show, wait, it came out this year. It, 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 it's, it's, it came out this year. Yeah. Oh, right. June to June, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. It fucking deserves recognition yeah, 100% from whatever academy is is worth giving attention to right now BAFTA BAFTA maybe yeah right do, do they do wait it? do they do theater no the BAFTA is the British mm-hmm. Film and Television Awards the uh, British something Film Television Awards <laughs> British there's one, there's one word BAFTA it's the it's the ah uh, <laughs> British <laughs> um <clears throat> yes British Academy of Film and Television Awards sure okay great yeah, of course it is. No, I appreciate that. I completely agree. I think that that the season finale was a powerful episode. I'm not so I just mainly because I want to bring it up. I think the scene in Italy was super powerful. The last scene where she breaks into oh. her boyfriend's apartment and then he almost shoots her. <laughs> like, huh? Like this is yeah. This is why you don't binge this show, everyone. Every episode. Don't binge it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a lot to ingest. And and also because that, that, that moment was so powerful because she is literally at the end of her rope. She has no money. She used most of her leftover money to get to Italy and, like, go see her boo who she's, like, fucked things up with. And, well, and not, like, she, not that she did, but, like, because of what happened and then they had, the cops had to get involved and he's a drug dealer. Like, there was a lot of circumstantial things that are not her fault, but like, you know, this whole thing happened and he was like, I can't be a part of this. And then she's like, surprise, here I am. Right. And then she like leaves for a second and comes back and he's locked the door. She's not allowed in. Knock, 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 knock. Passport under the door and then opens the door with a gun in her face. I was like, yo, A, he got so much hotter. But B... <laughs> you are so ridiculous. I want to be a drug lord's wife. That is my only you goal in life. that all the fucking I know, because I think it would be a lot of fun. The parties I'd have, the tigers, yes, please. <laughs> okay, Narcos, relax. <laughs> all right, who am I? Uh, what's your face from Tiger Party? What's that show? Tiger King? Yeah. Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I think that was one of the most powerful scenes. But you know, in that episode, cinematically, the last scene is so fucking powerful. On the beach. She just walks into that water and she's like, there I, I, go. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen right. right now, but I'm going to walk in this water and just fucking dwell on my life. I mean, and there's so much to dwell on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And, okay, let's talk about, so she like idolized her father for years Ugh. until she found out he was having an affair right. with her mom's friend. Or sister I don't know. or something. Yeah. yeah. Right? I know how we're like, oh. vaguely know the details. Because it was a family friend. It 
like, yeah. Or it could have been a just sister. sister. It, yeah, she called her auntie, but that could be, like, I'm Uncle Mitchell to a lot of people, but I'm no one's brother, so, like, <laughs> could be one or the other. Yeah. But I think that that was super powerful, too, right? You got to see her whole childhood, and she's like, my dad, my dad, I love him, I love him. And then you kind of, like, kind of find, I think that was a moment that I think is very poignant in, in a lot of our adult lives, where we, like, realize our parents are human. Yes. I that moment is the worst moment. Realization not too long ago. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you sheeping? Are you sheeping? <laughs> you know, we I love us. But no, but that's, it's true. It is, it is a hard, mo- and I think, I think that's why I love this show so much as a whole. Is it, it tackled a lot of like, from things that are so like, mind, like so, um, minuscule in nature that like realizing your parents are human. That's like, everyone goes through that, right? Mm-hmm. That's something that, well, my, it, depending on your situation, most people most go people through that. Uh, to being raped, right? Like, the spectrum was, like, there. But there's a lot of, like, things within this entire show that you're like, oh, 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 okay. Like, you relate to various points. Right. And I think that that episode, I was like, oh, yep, I've been there. Like, yeah. And yeah. that moment is not fun. No. And you're no. like, shit. The worst part, though, is when you realize that you're you're one of your parents and you're like, okay, so I've worked my whole life to not be one, and here we are. Thanks a lot, genetics. <laughs> Thank you, DNA. Right? Wiring my brain differently. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Like, I was talking to my mom today, and she said something, and I was like, bitch, shut up. I did the same thing. We are the same motherfucking person. I'm going to yeah. go now. Like, I'm going to hang up because I'm, I'm mad. Out. Right? She literally was like, I went to bed at this, and I woke up at this time, and I went pee. I was like, literally the same thing happened to me. It happened to me every night. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. <laughs> Click. <laughs> I'll call you later. Never bye. I love you so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I agree. I think that was, to me, that was a really powerful point as well. Yeah. What, who was your favorite character? It's going to be basic, but I fucking just admired Arabella yeah. so much. Jesus Christ. Every episode, I was just in awe. I mean, listen. She gets a lot. She go. She went through a lot, and also just her point of view is so specific and unique. And she did a great job writing her own character. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, because there's points where I did not like her. I was like, this bitch out here on social media uh-huh. doing the damn most. Uh-huh. Like the fuck. Damn, just like the courage and the resilience <clears throat> and yeah. the determination and the I don't know. The complexities of her character and the nuances, yeah. it was just so fucking unique yeah. and refreshing to see that person as a leading role in yes. an HBO show. Yes. Like, I was just in awe. Yeah. I, I, and literally, I fucking, she, god damn it, she needs to be making more, more shows. Oh, I mean, I think they're going to do a season two. I don't know what it would be about. I could not see the reason as to what it would be about, but apparently there's supposed to be one. Really? I don't know. I read some inklings. Let me not spread rumors. Maybe not, <laughs> but I could see it. Like I could see a season two. I don't know what you could do about, but I could see it. Maybe her book. <clears throat> Something with her book. Right? Maybe. I don't know. Who was your least favorite character? That uh, I guess the the white girl, the white friend. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck is her name? Let me. I don't know what her name is. I'm looking at her. But I really didn't care for her character. Also, because maybe I just didn't get her placement in the show, other than making Arabella seem less than perfect. Yes. I guess. Yep. Because that's really what it was, right? It was the whole like kids thing that happened. Like she bullied me when I was a kid. Yes. And here's Theodora. my Theodora. Theo. Theo. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really care for her. And I guess also to the best, or not the best friend, I guess maybe he was like a best friend. 
The the guy in the beginning, the one that basically dropped off Arabella. Remember? Simon. The one who like yeah. did not mm-hmm. let her know that like Yeah. That that Terry was Yeah, he was like, yeah. we left and I was like, bro, <clears throat> what a shit fucking thing that you did. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so uh, let me say my characters and then I think I want to talk about that because that is, is a question I had too. So I think my favorite character was Knight because he was amazing and I loved him. Like He's also a very beautiful man. Gorgeous. <laughs> you got serious. Right? I, I want to be really fucking serious. He's a beautiful person. He's very beautiful. When <laughs> oh, he smiled, I was like, at me? <laughs> Do I deserve this right now in my sweatpants? What? <laughs> oh, in the middle of quarantine? <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's sad. I think my least favorite character is her fucking roommate. I literally... Really? I thought he raped her. For the entire the entire thing until the season finale, I was like, the rapist is her roommate. We're going to find out that she went home and he raped her. Like, I was like... Wow. I, I was convinced. He's so creepy. He's so, like... He's just, he's, he's just serial killer enough. (laughs) Like he's that line, right? Where he's either just like such a hermit that like, he's just so, you know, he's just a quirky person or he like has dead bodies in the freezer. Like that's. (laughs) It's a fine line. And he was on it. And like, and the fact that in the season finale, every scenario started with him being like that bird. I was like, this motherfucker's the rapist. Like I. (laughs) I was you know, so ready to be so like, weird because pitchfork. It's <laughs> a fucking yeah. rare mistake. Yeah. I did not suspect him <sighs> really at all. I don't know what it was in me that was like, it's somebody from that night. It's her friend. It's her friend. Well, and that's see, I was like, no, nah, I couldn't have been like as someone who's probably been roofied and not like officially because I didn't pay the hospital bill, so I never got the test back. <laughs> but um, <Okay. laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been roofied that one time, and I but I know who did it totally different subject but like i you know i get it it is probably someone there but i was like let it be her roommate just taking advantage like i was i was fully ready for him to be the one <laughs> so you um, hated him? i just i just didn't like him i was like he drives me nuts i couldn't live with that man he is so annoying <laughs> what are you doing with a dead tree like that whole last episode he's out there cutting branches on the dead tree it's dead bro Oh damn! Get you rid have, of it. You I, was, feelings I was about mad. him. I was like, <laughs> mad. Like Arabella, why do you live with this man? <laughs> I know. I know. It was. It was that. That was a very interesting dynamic. Yeah. But I didn't think he was the rapist. Oh well, that's really good did. for you because <laughs> like I was convinced. So let's talk about her friend Simon and Terry because I. So I guess like for the audience, the the short of it is, Terry is her best friend. <clears throat> doesn't go out with her that night. Gets a phone call from Simon who is the guy who was out with Arabella being like, she's fucked up. You should come pick her up. And Terry's like, nah, like, like they had a fight or something. And she was like, nope, she's supposed to be writing. She's being stupid. Like, let her live her life. I don't care. Then we come to find out that Arabella got raped. And Terry's like, oh shit, I could have prevented this. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So two questions. Like, one, would you be able to forgive that friend? And go. (laughs) I'll ask two in a second. (laughs) Would I be able to forgive that friend? Knowing that you're like Arabella. Like, so not that it's not that you're like you, right? I don't want, because the thing is, Arabella's not like way more irresponsible, at least from what I see on the show. She's way more irresponsible than you. Like, she's someone who like seems to call the like, she also, it, it comes from that Italy 
trip, right? Where Arabella just, like, left Terry. So I think there's some, like, resentment there. So you kind of have to get into Arabella's shoes for this. But, like, would you be able to forgive Terry? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard... I can't answer that. I have no idea. I don't think I could. I don't, I don't think we could ever be as close as I thought we could. Maybe that's what I would yeah. lean towards is like, maybe mm-hmm. I would forgive, but I wouldn't forget. Yes. And it would definitely be like a, a fr- something that would cause friction. Like a blackout night where you like, yell and you're like, well, you, and then you drop the bomb that, you know what I'm talking about? Like, well, one night you guys are like both fucked up and you're like, you let me get raped. And then it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to happen. Today. At some point. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that's like, it's hard because I mean, I think... At some points in my life, I have been Arabella, who's the friend that, like, woke up and puke outside his front door. Like, we've been there. <laughs> right? But, like, I also think that, like, I have very good <laughs> friends and who would, if we're called, would, like, come and pick me up and I would do the same. So, like, I don't think I'd ever be in a situation. Like, I'm not Arabella in the sense where, like, in the Italy trip, she just fucking left Terry on yeah. her own. Like, I would never do that. Right. Like, that's crazy to me. To me, like, that whole episode, I was like what the fuck is happening? Why is Arabella? Like, I don't get it. Like, that was hard for me to watch because I was like, I would never do that. Like, we're in a foreign country. We've been in a foreign oh, country. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and we did not leave each other. Bitch, I would be like, you were gone for more than 15 minutes. I'm like, where'd she go? What's that? We're in a gay bar and I'm still like, Alex? <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to the bathroom and it was a fucking line. Well, it's because the penises were a whirlwind. It was a whole thing. Oh, that was yeah, so remember great. they took off their underwear? Like, yes. that was amazing. We were like, I like went inside and I came back out. I was like, Alex. There are full penises yeah. out right now. <laughs> I was like, we're, we're like at cigarettes. Oh, this is a bunch of ratchet ass bitches. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, let's go back to Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I guess I just I would never be the Arabella that like treated her friend like that. Yeah. Me so either. I think it's hard. I get, like you, said, it's hard to ask that question. But but on the flip side, I definitely do have friends. Oh, this sounds terrible. Where if I got that call, there's like only certain friends. That I would, like, be like, oh, yeah, I'll come and pick them up. Like, not every friend do I have <laughs> what I do that for. Yeah. So, like, h- like, how would you be if you were the Terry? I would have a really hard time with that. Uh, yeah, I would have fucking the... Palpitations. W- my shoulders would be so heavy from carrying yeah, all that. Yeah. I don't think I could be friends with them anymore. Yeah, no. Just I, from my side of it. Right, like, I'd have to disappear. I'd be like, we couldn't be friends anymore. Like, the fact that Terry was able to stay friends when she didn't know... Oh! Oh, and I, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> and I, <laughs> no. yeah, that is fucking rough. Yeah, right? I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself. Oh my God. I don't even know how the fuck I would get through that. You know no, what I mean? No, it's not great. It's not. It's not great. That is a lot of guilt for someone to carry. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where. I would need to be in a very good therapy uh, oh, for yeah. a long time. <laughs> oh my, like. And therapy is not cheap. Thanks a lot. Insurance. That's bullshit that I pay for. Go fuck yourself. Meet your copay and then we'll pay for your your therapy. I'm a fucking nut job and my copay or whatever it's called, my what's deductible. No, my deduct, meet your deductible, your $2,000 deductible and then we'll pay for your, your therapist every month. Get the fuck out of here. Really? I got cuckoo nuts going up here. Okay. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) And around my head. Yeah. Okay, so that was one of my questions there. The other question I have is the Italy trip, right? So Terry gets, like, tricked into a threesome. She does get tricked into a Now, that sounds super hot to me because I (laughs) am basura. So. (laughs) So. (laughs) 
your I can't answer this one. But what did you think about that? I mean, listen, do I like to have fun? Absolutely. But you should never trick people into having sex. That's true. And that reminds me of an episode of Broad City whenever Alana's like, oh, Lincoln, we should trick your girlfriend into having sex. And he's like, Alana, you don't trick people into having sex. And she's like, oh, I hear when you say it. He's like, oh, yeah, when you say that back, that does sound terrible. Yeah, it does sound pretty shitty. So as much as... Oh, and you know I love Mr. Italian. I mean, hello, two Italian men, one oh. of yeah. We don't need to get too graphic, but like, <laughs> let me tell you which orifice they're gonna go in. But like, I, mean, I don't have that many, so <laughs> it's in my ear. Um, <laughs> okay, but I do not believe anyone should be tricked into having sex. It's weird, right? Okay, and I guess like this brings up another thing for me is that like. Okay, so and this is like going to be a hard, not a hard question to ask, but it's a hard question to phrase because I am not that person. But like, I don't understand the like needing to use your buddy to trick a girl into a threesome or like needing to use Rooflin to like fuck a girl. Like those... Is that the word Rooflin? Rooflin is the actual techno... Did you never <laughs> see The Hangover? Like, Black Doug was like, Rooflin? Oh, yeah. What you talking about Rooflin? You mean Roofies? <laughs> Because <laughs> you, you never end up on the roof. <laughs> and they're like, he's on the roof. That's how they solve the mystery. <laughs> oh, movie. oh my god. White people are trash. They're trash. Um, so, <laughs> so like I guess I, I have I you know in watching this show, I know these people exist. I, I have I someone has roofed me one time and like it's happened. I don't know. I don't know how you get to that point. I guess, like, I'm just, like, from, like, con- like here to the only way I can fuck somebody is to use my buddy to trick you or to, like, roofie you. And I understand that the mental health, like, mental health is a huge component of this. And, like, we need better mental health everywhere. Right. And there's the social systems. In it, but it's also, I guess, I just, like, I don't understand. Because I'm going to say it, like, in frats, again, probably generalizing. I was never in fraternity. But I feel like it's a pretty common culture to be like, let's put roofies in the fucking punch that only the girls will drink. That'll be a fun night. For who? Like, how is that? A, how? Right. How is that fun for you? Right. That's not fun. I only have fun when my partner's having fun. It, right. So if you're dead-eyed and flopping around because I'm moving your body, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Right. And a little necromancy, if I'm going to be honest. You're fucking a corpse. So, like, <laughs> there's plenty at the morgue. Go have, like, to me, I'm just like, I don't understand it. And I had a really hard time with those parts. Like, I had, not that I had a hard time with those parts in the show. I guess it's just like watching it, rewatching, especially this like last episode I watched today. I was like, I don't get it. I don't understand why he does it to everyone. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I just, I don't get it. I don't know. And I don't think somebody like us would ever yeah, know. Right, right. I mean, because... we're asking, you know. Two of the same people. <laughs> yeah, we're the same. Right, we're like, I don't get it. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> Do you get it? Because I don't get it. I'm like, sex me, yes, please. Yes, say yes. Okay, we good. Let's go. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. So weird. I just, but I do love the party. So, I mean, you know, cut to me getting roofied once because I thought it was Coke. So, oh. allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. All of these things on mm-hmm. the ledge. <laughs> okay, so... Any sort of like final thought on the show or 
Anything else you want to talk about while I look at these questions that you didn't fill out? <laughs> Fuck you. No, I mean, God, it's just such a well-crafted piece of art. And I don't know what a second season would look like, yeah, but... Right. Would you I, be interested? I, would you watch it? Absolutely. Just how well done this first season was, even though the content was super heavy and the shows were difficult to get through. And again, having that self-reflection moment of, holy fuck, I think I have been there with all the spectrum of things they talk about regarding mm-hmm. consent. It's, it's On both lot, sides. On both sides. Yeah. It's a lot to process. It, it and. <gasps> Oh my god, like I fucking had to calm myself from an anxiety like meltdown one of the episodes because Mm. I'm like, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened, this is, this is by somebody that, you know, I mean, oh my god, our next episode is going to be just I cannot wait so much. Also because the next episode is about a lot of white people, so it was nice to actually like have an episode of like color. Well actually, that's another thing I want to talk about. So before you give your final thought, hold on. Let's pause. Also, we're probably going to take an ad break, so let's take an ad break. Sure, let's get some more tequila. Yay! Woo! Great. And we're back. <laughs> more tequila. Oof. I mean, this is pretty fucking good, though. I mean, I got the good shit, because I love you. Um, Yay! So this is the other thing I wanted to talk about. My so, ancestors would haunt you if you got the terrible shit. I mean, I know. I was like, <laughs> I can't get, like, what, Jose Cuervo? Jose that? Cuervo is, is that okay? like, mm. It's not amazing. That's like high school. Yeah. We want to yeah. be in college. And like Don Julio... Oh, it's good, really right? Good. There's that one with the skeletons on it, Espisado. Espisado. You know so, what I'm talking about? So cute. Yeah, I'm so white. Very. It's terrible. <sighs> Question I was gonna ask. <laughs> Back to the show. So. Let's talk about it. So what represent... I mean, this is like an obvious question, but I want to talk about it. Like, what does this do for representation in TV? I feel like the show does a lot, and I want you to talk about it, and I'll talk about it. Because this is like... For those tuning in, this is going to be on season three. I'm not sure which episode, because I don't know if I want to premiere with a rape episode. That just seems like a lot. Um, Woo! Heavy. (laughs) But this is going to be a season three episode, and and I... in my season three, I want to talk about representation. Like, mm-hmm. as a gay man, as a gay man who wants to write queer TV, I want there to be more representation in TV. And I yeah. think that if I'm going to have a podcast about TV, every every episode of my podcast should talk about, like, what representation does it bring? If it doesn't bring any, then, like, let's talk about that as well. This clearly brings representation. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, for you, from your perspective, what, what representation did you think it did for the television industry? I think it, it. I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I want to like yeah, talk specifically. Yeah. No, I think it brings representation for women who have been taken advantage of mm, and who have been yes. assaulted. So and lovely. Hollywood is notorious for fucking assaulting women. And you know, we're now learning how um, several folks who identify mm-hmm. as male have been yeah. fucking assaulted. And so Hollywood is literally making so much money and profiting off of people that they fucking have abused and assaulted. So what I like is that it gives for people, it gives for people who have been in her situation, Mm -hmm. whether you're in Hollywood or not, to understand that that is a very traumatic experience. And it's like you said, there is a gradient of things that fall under that category. And it is okay to set your boundaries. It is okay to get upset over these things that may have happened to you. It is okay like to speak up about it, it's okay to call someone out and yes. who cares if they're a good person. If they did something fucking terrible, they deserve to be held accountable. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I thought it was great representation for people who have ever 
been in that situation to feel seen because many times the <laughs> system will make folks like her feel like it was their fault. Yes. They put themselves in that situation. <laughs> it's their fault. They didn't speak up. They didn't say no. Oof, I got into a conversation once on a dating app Ooh. because in my about Which me... Which one? Let's shit on it. Oh, Hinge. Yeah, Hinge is terrible. In my about me section, I put something like You'll find me at a lot of gay bars or something. So someone wrote back to that and was like, why? And I said, because I feel most comfortable in a gay bar as a a woman who's, you know, just hanging out with her gay friends. I I feel more comfortable there. And he's like, well, give me an example. I said, well, when I go to a straight bar, guys don't know how to fucking act. And he's like, well, maybe you should say no a different way. And I was like, you can suck my and fuck off. So And this is, is a, is... This is. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's nothing else to say except, like, that. I can just turn away from you, and that is a no. So, anyways, right. all, the, all this is to say is that this show really gave us a look at how trauma can be different for people and how yeah. experiences all can fall within this spectrum of things, and those are all wrong. Like, you can call those people out and hold them fucking accountable if they did something to you like that, and... You don't have to be victimized and like, I don't know. It, no, it's I just, agree. yeah. So that's kind of what I think it did for representation. Also, and I'm not going to speak, I'm not going to quote it right. There was an interview I saw. You know me. I mentioned you this. You love your interviews. I love my interviews. I'm a press junket junkie, as they <laughs> called me. So I watched some press junkets from I Made a Show You. And of course, this came out while we were in quarantine. Yep. So Michaela Cole did an interview with somebody in social distance. It was just them in a big theater. It was just her and the interviewer. And they had known each other, grown up in the same neighborhood. They were both black, or they are both black. And he said to her, Michaela, you showed a side of London that no one ever shows. You showed where we grew up. People like you and me, children of immigrants and, and black people. And you showed that. And she was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. So... I want to put that out there. I mean, it's not my experience and that's not my, like, I felt seen because I did obviously grow up right. in Texas. Right, because that I, wasn't the question. The question right. wasn't, what did you relate? But right, the, right, you right. what representation? So I appreciate I, that. I yeah. think that that was very well represented according to yeah. somebody else who grew up in that, yeah. you know, environment mm. and never felt seen. And there's been so many things that have come out of London, mostly white. Oh, 99.9% right. white. Like, like, let me tell you, I love The Crown. It's probably going to be an episode. But like, White as fuck. What? I mean, it's the royal family. So, like, hi, your <laughs> highness. We see you. Right. Uh, and I hope you're listening. Ass. She's not listening. She's talking about fuck about me. Go play with your corgis, bitch. Uh, <laughs> all the British people just stop listening to me right there. <laughs> well, they love their queen too much. No, I agree. I think that that's all. But all of those points so accurate. I would say the only other thing for me was the sexual identity spectrum. Yeah. I think that there was like. I love that it's happening more and more. I don't think it's happening enough, if I'm gonna be real. And 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 in in ways that like it isn't a spectacle. That's where I that's where I want it to be, right? I don't want the sexual identities to, like they did make a little bit of the trans mm-hmm. moment. That was a little bit of like she you know, Terry was like, Oh, oh, and like there was a whole process there and and I and I think that that's okay. I, right. I want it to be more normalized, I want it to be, but I think Absolutely. it was realistic and I appreciated that. But, you know, like, Kwame's doing what Kwame's doing. Like, all of those things are normal, and I appreciated that. Like, the whole, like, sexual identity spectrum that they brought to this, and how 
it wasn't like, and I always reference this, and I'm going to meet her someday, and she's going to be like, you're a fucking asshole. And I'm oh, like, that's great. Who? Lena Dunham. In, oh, when, oh. Hey, right? When she did Girls, everything she did was a fucking spectacle to me. And everything had to be a point. And I think that that the way that, and, and now I'm going to say Arabella, but that's not her real name. Michaela. Michaela. <laughs> the way that she wrote the show was she made points without making, making a point. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, without making, without pointing towards it, right? Like, right. points were made. Across the board. Every episode, multiple points. Ten, ten, ten. Absolutely. Across the board. But there were no fingers pointed. Right. There was no, look at this, look at this. It was very well done and very well written. And I think, like, Vita does that a lot, too. Or did yeah. that a lot. R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Vita. Um, but, like, I think that's a show that did it as well, right? Everything was, like... Like, there was moments that you're like, okay, we're, we're like, wink-winking a little too hard. Like, let's calm down. But, like, it needed a wink-wink, so I got it. For the people that weren't a part of that conversation, so I understand those right. wink winks. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I think that that it does. It, I, I will say the show. I mean, off the bat, an all black cast. Oh my god, a beautiful, Sh- gorgeous all black cast changes changes the game. And and we need to see more of it. You know, we need to see it now. And I know I'm not the only one saying this. And I don't. And you know, I mean, a white as fuck. We all know who I am. There's a, you know, my photos are everywhere. But I am here for it. And and I've said this a million times. Get out of your fucking boxes, people. Like, don't look at a show and be like, well, there's black people in it. I can't watch that. Fuck you. Like, watch it. All right. And, and I'm not saying that you're racist for. Well, maybe you are racist, I mean, maybe. right? Maybe you are. I don't know. But like, I you know, I think part of it is people are like, well, I can't relate to that because I'm not black. Bullshit. Like. People of color have been relating to white people shit for years, yep. uh, so it can go the other way around. Yep. And I think that that we're seeing more of that, and I appreciate it. And I think this show, I mean, did it on such a broad level, right? right? There was so many different topics it touched. The main one, consent, but there were so many other things it touched, like writing a book, like just even down to like working in the publishing industry and like meeting deadlines and being creative and not being able to come up with another idea and looking for inspiration. Like if we just boil it down and I don't, and I'm not boiling it down to get rid of the other parts of it, but I'm just saying like, if you do get down to like the nuts and bolts, there's these storylines that if you're not anything else, you can relate to these things. Absolutely. And that's why you should watch it. Those experiences are universal. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. (laughs) Tequila. Why are you not helping me? You're so good to me. So good to me. I love it. Oh my God. I love this show. And I had a question and then I forgot it because I've been drinking. There was a whole question I was going to ask you. Cute. <laughs> about something something. Doesn't matter. Great. You should watch Chewing Gum and I would love to do a podcast I, I agree. on I, that I, because I it is it. so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, And that's the funny thing is like I've, I didn't, it's comedy on Netflix. It's so brilliant and it's so weird and it's like it's it. it's great so but I, I i like when i started watching this i was like i've seen her in something else before because it got canceled like a minute ago i the, canceled early netflix go fuck yourself you're canceling way too much shit i'm over i'm netflix cancels all the good shit they don't understand it they don't understand good tv so whatever but now we can do final thoughts so final thoughts on i may destroy you what it did what it did for the world and what it did for you Final call for alcohol. <laughs> final call for alcohol. Yeah. It's, it's a drinking show. I don't last know. Last call? Last, isn't it final call? Uh, don't they go around with the bell? Final call. Final call. I've been to a bar in five years. I don't know what the fuck they do there anymore. I don't know what happens in bars. <laughs> I um, used to make out with people. <laughs> oh, I didn't. God. I never made out with anybody in a bar. I really did. I did a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We went home with some. <laughs> that was perfect.
<laughs> Did a lot of drugs. Oh, uh, those were the good days. Um, those final... were the good days with the gays. <laughs> anyway, stop rhyming. Who am I, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> final thoughts. Last call. Last call for alcohol. I mean, I feel like I've already said everything yeah. I could possibly say about this show. It was just, it, it, it exceeded my expectations. I went in just wanting to genuinely see what Michaela Cole was all about, and I was fucking blown away. Yeah. And from everything, as far as people of color representation, black representation, talking about consent, talking about trauma, um, talking about a trans experience, talking about all these things, it was just fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I... I highly recommend it to everybody, even folks that think it might be a little bit too hard to watch. Watch it. Just give it a yeah. uh, just give it a chance. I can understand that the content may be a little heavy for some people, and if you've been through that experience, a hundred percent. But to the folks who haven't been through that experience and think it's heavy, just fucking give it a shot because, yeah. goddamn, it will change your perspective on some things. I I think. Yeah. Because as we're gonna talk about in a, in another episode, oh yes, I've come encounter with people that are like, why do people put themselves in that situation? No, 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 oh honey. Yeah, we have so much to talk about that. No, no, no. No one goes out no. and puts themselves in a situation to get sexually assaulted. If I wear a short dress, if I wear a long dress, I say whenever <laughs> you can do something to Yep. Me. So anybody that has ever thought that, that a girl deserves it because she was wearing a dress or whatever the Ooh. fuck, can go fuck themselves. Yep. Go watch the show. Yep. So you can get educated, sis. I agree. I agree. And the only thing I'm going to add to it is I think that it, it also brought to the forefront... And kind of going off what you said, the power dynamic, right? Those things come from the people who have the power don't see the power. Like, we've been seeing this a lot with this election that just happened, right? A lot of, like, right, I mean, I know. Cis, a lot of cis straight white men have been like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, because your rights are not affected. You hold all the power. So you do not see how your power affects other people. So in your mind... None of this would ever happen to you because all of the power belongs to you. And so when people say stupid shit like that, it's because they hold all the power. And so I completely agree. I think this show did an amazing job really, like, blowing shit up. I mean, it made me oh, think. Think with a capital uh, T. Yeah. Oh, my God. Aretha starts singing. <laughs> you better sing. <laughs> That's not a, a glee show. I'm sorry. I've been binging it. It's my bad. But uh, I think also my, my last call on this show is that I don't think this is just going to be my slogan for season three. Get out of your fucking boxes. Like, I'm so tired of people sticking with the this is us and Grey's Anatomy and blah. Whatever. Those are good shows. Those are fine shows. Watch them. But if you do not expand your horizons and watching shows that make you feel uncomfortable, you're going to always be stuck in these mindsets and these thoughts in these ideas. And you're never going to be able to experience different cultures. Yes. Different... Um, ethnicities, different sexual identities. You're never going to be able to understand or experience them. And I think, you know, for people who live, like I'm about to move to a town of less than 5,000 people or around 5,000 people. And it's a small town like San Antonio. Bitch, <laughs> let's camp. Okay, so just side story before I finish what I was about to say. Alex went to my hometown with me back in February, right before quarantine. <laughs> and I, for years, have been like, Alex, I live in a small town. I live in a small town. She's like, yeah, San Antonio is a small town, too. I was like, okay, bitch. <laughs> so we go to my, my hometown. And, like, day one and a half, we're getting coffee. And we pull into the coffee restaurant place. And we get our coffee. And we get back in the car. And in the car, Alex goes, okay, I think you've been underselling yeah. how small 
your hometown has been for years. And I'm like, I couldn't sell it any other way. This is, I don't know what you thought a small town was, but welcome to a small town. <laughs> I thought a small town was one million people like they didn't know. So I'm moving to a town of 5,000 people. And I think I'm specifically speaking to anyone who lives in those places and not Iron Mountain, Michigan specifically, but anyone who lives in not, I live, I've lived in New York for 14 years. Anyone who doesn't live in these big cities, who experiences more cultures, television is a way for you to get out of that box and to experience these things and to bring them into your home. Mm -hmm. And by avoiding them, you are are essentially pretending they don't exist. And I think that's why I'm going to say, get out of your fucking box, watch this show. Unless, like Alex said, it makes you, you know, you've experienced this and there's a trauma there. I'm not forcing you to do that. But if you can watch this, and, and learn about so many things that you never thought about before, that's the way to do it. You just triggered something in my brain because if we learn about these experiences we've never been through, we will be more empathetic. We will be more empathetic towards people and not have these mindsets of they've put themselves in that situation. Exactly. And you'll be cognizant of the things you say, right? You won't say things like, I am sure that there have been times I said, well, she, you know, she probably won't a lot. I don't doubt it. I'm sure I'm someone who said that in the past. And it just... Yeah, because we've been conditioned to believe that. Exactly. And so, but I've also, since that person, hopefully, traveled the world. And I've I've been very fortunate. I'm going to count my blessings. I know not everyone is like this. I've traveled the world. I've lived in different places. I have friends of different races, identities, blah, blah, blah. But I also watch a fuck ton of TV. (laughs) I watch a fuck ton. And I watch everything that I can watch. And I think a lot of that comes from that too. I think a lot of that comes from the different TVs mm-hmm. that I watch, the different stories that I hear being told by different people. And I agree. I, you know, it, it makes me more and more empathetic to situations that I previously wouldn't have known anything about. So, yeah. On that note, ding dong, get out your boxes. <laughs> <laughs> me at your doorbell with a box, and there's a hole in it to and get the fuck out of it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this episode, sweetie. And yeah, this is like this is less heavy. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, bitch, we're gonna I talk know, about I rape. Know. Ooh, okay, Ooh. here we go. Hard, hard. I mean, cause you have to say it. That's the other thing is we have to say it because when we don't say it, when it happens, right? We're making we're we're making it like we're erasing it. Is how I feel. Correct. You know, and so we need to be saying it when it happens. Maybe I shouldn't have said this as many times as I did this episode, <laughs> but I'm trying no, to. No, no, no. I, I mean, I agree. Yeah, and so. We started off with this one, so we're going to a a, a lighter-ish subject. Yeah. Hashtag me too. Here we come. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank Love you. you all. Bye. Okay, where the fuck do I stop this? You should leave that in there. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode uh, from the Rose Empire. We hope you liked it and you enjoyed the content. Uh, As always, you know, I am listening for your feedback. Would love to hear from you. If you are not following me on social media, you definitely should be. I am um, Rosie in Review on Facebook. I am Weaver underscore Beaver underscore TV on Instagram. And I'm Rose in Review on Twitter because, you know, I picked a name with an accent in it and that doesn't exactly translate to a Twitter handle handle profile. 
Also, if you want to get involved in the podcast, if you want to be a guest uh, on the podcast, there is a link in all of my social media profiles um, for you to fill out a form and we will get to back to you on availability. And if we are able to, if we haven't already recorded, maybe, you know, said episode about said TV show, uh, if you'd like to be a sponsor, there's also a sponsor form on my link tree as well. You know, I am willing to give shout outs to all small businesses, um, queer owned businesses, black owned businesses, especially, and, um, you know, anybody that, that sells liquor, you know, I am, I would love to take some of that liquor and drink it on my episode and talk all about you, um, and your liquor store. So that can also happen. Uh, some other things I am, I have a Patreon account and, you know, it's, it's soft launch right now. So it's really just talking about it here on my episodes. But if you're interested in, you know, getting to know, you know, more content, um, you know, there's different levels. So different levels of subscription, get different things. But if you want to check out my Patreon account, that is also in my link tree on my social media account. So I definitely recommend checking that out because the more Patreons I get, the more I can make this a full-time job, which is really what I want to do. And I really want to, you know, be bringing you all this content that I think is a lot of fun. And I think we can have a lot more fun with it if I make this my full-time job versus my side hustle. So thank you again so much for tuning in. We, uh, you know, I say we, it's me. I'm, I'm, it's really just me doing this right now, but I really appreciate all um, everyone who listens and I will, uh, talk to you next week. All right. Have a great one.